Uh, you must be pretty good to uh, win all this stuff. Well, I don't like to brag or anything. Yeah, I bet you're almost as good as uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris? He doesn't compete anymore, kid. And one of the reasons, one of the main reasons he doesn't is me. <laughs> okay, let's, uh... Yeah. He doesn't compete because I would kick his ass. Let's go, son. Come yeah. on. Kick his ass. Got you the first time. Find another place. I mean, this isn't all there is. You know, kid, that's the first smart thing you've said all day. This isn't all there is. It's just the best there is. You know, karate is a sport of discipline and restraint and style. One that builds respect. You believe in the Easter Bunny too, kid? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother, Nez. We are back again. Back again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, everyone, it's been a rough... Uh, I don't even remember. What was the last one we put out? Was it action or stream? I don't know. Uh, stream, because it was... Yeah, because yeah. uh, still got house party four and five on my mind uh, my friend listened to it and then he goes did you guys made me want to go watch him and i said well did you he goes oh man i turned off that fourth one but he at least <laughs> got all the way through the fifth one <laughs> he goes i couldn't handle it man he said that fourth one was terrible and i was like well <laughs> we told you watch it if you want <laughs> so but <laughs> oh man um uh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try something new here before we get onto the movie. Uh, have you been streaming anything that you want to recommend to anybody? Uh, right now, there's a new uh, TV show on Hulu, and that's Reservation Dogs. Uh, uh, you, you got my pick, too, man. Sterling Hyjo, uh, Hi- or I think that's how you say his last name, uh, young native brother. Uh, just... Res life, uh, little res kids on on the res in Oklahoma. I'm not really sure which one. There's a bunch over there, but um, I'm digging it. I mean, Rutherford Falls came out earlier um, in the year on Peacock, and that blew me away. That was hilarious. And then now this one hit. And, man, this one, it's only been two episodes so far. And I know one of my friends watched it, and he was like, I don't. I don't understand the uh, the culture of of res life, reservation life. And then he goes, but he goes, I enjoyed it for what it was. I liked uh, the kids and the hijinks they were getting into. And I was like, I said, I said, yeah, I said it, it might not uh, the what's going on might not you, you might not get it. Same thing with Rutherford Falls. One of my friends watched it because I didn't. I didn't get any of the the jokes and, and the humor that that uh, he has other native friends. He goes that they were all laughing about. I mean, it's it's it's, it's I don't know. I'm not to say you have to be native to to understand the humor, but it helps. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, but, I don't know. I I got it, man. And some of the some of the stuff Dave was going through, it kind of took me back to my childhood. Oh yeah. Uh, I grew up in the city my whole life until uh, my wife drug me up here to the to the res I live on now, 
but I know that res life because I went and spent it uh, the summers in Arizona uh, on the Navajo res where my grandmother lives or, or my aunt and my uncle's house. But this reservation dogs, this show, this, this, these two episodes reminded me of the summer I spent at my uncle's house in, um, I think it was Fruitland, New Mexico, uh, on the Navajo res up there. Uh, of just being bad <laughs> and then just running wild on the res. And, uh, it just put a big smile on my face. Yeah, what these guys are doing uh, in the show isn't isn't good. So you young uh, listeners don't do what these guys are doing. But, I mean, that's it's just it's just the lifestyle of the res. Not to say everyone's like that, but, I mean, even if this was going on in the city, there's always people – uh, kids. I mean, I, I did my share of bad dirt when I was growing up, but I mean, I, I liked what was going on because we haven't really had any Native American shows. Yes, there's been some Native uh, representation in TV and movies throughout throughout history, but not a full um, show about them. Yeah, so, I mean, I, uh, I really like what's happening in this. I think uh, Taika Waititi, he's also he's one of the producers of this. He said pretty much the entire cast and crew is majority of them is uh, Native American or Native American or indigenous. I mean, that's good. I mean, I mean, and that's what we need, because, I mean, we've, we've said this before, because a lot of people think that there isn't any native actors or, or directors or anything. I mean, Mike, he, he's a native director and writer and everything, and he's acted before. Um and he's he's still doing what he's doing. He, he he's he's hustling and he's moving and he's shaking and getting his projects done. But people just don't don't see that there is a huge community of native actors, native directors, native writers, mm-hmm. uh, native animators. Everything. I mean, I've gone to uh, the Indigenous Comic Con. I mean, I already knew this was all there, but it was good to see them all. Not every single person, but. Um, a lot of uh, native um, artists, directors, writers, and everything there, and it's it's cool that we're finally getting uh, big TV shows uh, on these streaming sites. I mean, Hulu is big, Peacock is big. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of independent films that are being made that that, that aren't shown. I mean, because when when people usually talk about native films, they'll they'll bring up Dances with Wolves, they'll they'll bring up Geronimo or or Thunderheart. Uh, speaking of Thunderheart, we'll get back to the Val Kilmer in a minute. Um, but I mean, I I love what's going on right now, and the the native representation in TV and films is is just starting to boom, which is good. It sucks that we're still in this pandemic and we're not through it. Uh, I don't think we ever will be. But I mean, I think it, it's it's cool that they, they they these artists and everything have. Uh, ways to protect themselves as well as their crew and, and their actors and everything when they're filming these uh, in these times right now. Um, I'm going to reach out to Sterling Hyjo and see uh, if I can uh, get an interview with him and just talk. I'm, I'm sure he's busy right now with this, but I mean, whenever he whenever he can get a break, um, maybe yeah, he'll seen, give uh, me a few minutes. Seen Mike had posted a picture he took with um, was it Little Mike and Funny Bone? Yeah. Um Yeah, I, mean, I didn't I didn't really realize how long they've been in the, the music game. Yeah, I met them a few years ago in um in New Mexico mm-hmm. at the uh, Gathering Nations. Um, They're from Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Um 
I met them there. They they did a performance. The first time I had seen um, uh, Mike Bone was um, that's the name of the group. Um, they were on. Uh, I think it was America's Got Talent. Yeah, that, that yeah. was where I first seen them. And then they were performing at Gathering the Nations, and they were walking around selling their CDs. And I saw them, and I was like, "Oh man!" So I started talking talking to them. And then I got a picture with them as well. And I didn't even know they were in this. See, I didn't I didn't really um, look into it. I mean, lately, I mean, when we get to these other movies, I mean, not this one, not sidekicks, but when we get to action returns. I mean, a lot of these new things, I don't I just click on them and, and watch them. I mean, there's that there's that other show on um, Shudder. I'm not sure if it got canceled or if they're doing it. I think it's called Trickster. I think that's that's um dealing with some native um i think shapeshifters up in canada i think that's what the story was about i only saw the first two episodes and i need to go back and finish it but i mean it, it was good to to see that um i mean same thing with um what was that movie that came out last year it was my number one movie of the year blood quantum i mean how yeah, that, big that one blew up yeah, that that actor. Not to get off subject, but the 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 main actor that played the sheriff, he's going to be in the new um, uh, the Pet Cemetery prequel that's coming out. No, 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 not Pet Cemetery. Uh, the Firestarter sequel. Um, I think he's also going to be in some some other show. So I guess he's, there, there's a um a writer called T- Tony Hillerman. He did a, a few. A few books, and then and they made uh, some of his books into movies. I guess they're gonna make one of his uh, books. is It's called Dark Wind. They're gonna, excuse me, they're gonna make that into a series. And Zion, or however you say his name, is uh, the main guy. He's gonna be uh, a Navajo uh, tribal policeman. And that, I mean, I liked him in Longmire. I thought he was badass. Um, he's supposed to be a frightmare, but with the way everything's going right now, I don't even know. Because even the small little horror cons that were coming around here, a lot of the actors pulled out the, that were supposed to be there. And uh, I'm like, ooh. So I don't know. I mean, Michael Gray is he's going to be in the Firestarter, not sequel, everybody. It's a remake. Mm, who's he going to be? Uh, it says uh, the character he's playing is Rainbird. Hmm. This is a remake or prequel or uh, re, uh, remake. The Pet Cemetery I've mistaken it for is going to be the prequel. This is going to be a remake, and this one has uh, Zac Efron and somebody else was in it. Just remember uh, Zac Efron's in it. Oh, I know George C. Scott was. I'm not sure if they were saying that he was supposed to be kind of native. And I don't remember. I haven't seen Firestarter in forever. But uh, uh, they did another one of those. I think. I don't. Nobody quote me on it. I remember George C. Scott had a ponytail. <laughs> but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I have, I have the movie. I just haven't watched it in a long time. You know, I guess we're going to have to do it. Write that one down. 31 Days of Horror. <laughs> All right. So uh, but, they, tried um, to, they tried to do a Stephen Lang, huh? Ah, I let him slide because he was badass and bad. Or uh, what's his name? Uh, Raymar, uh, Raymar, uh, uh, Sam Starr and yeah. <laughs> Long Riders. Oh man! But yeah, I mean, native representation right now is is awesome. I mean, 
I like what what's going on, what and the things that are coming out, and and I'm glad that all these these actors right now, especially in Reservation Dogs, I've never seen any of these young actors, and they're all shining. Um, yeah, these kids, and and it's really it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, with with child actors, but they're all, in my opinion, they're all great, and I love the <laughs> I love the reference the, uh, uh Laura Dannon. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the baby from Willow. <laughs> and uh, and like it's it the the show's funny but it's also like dropping facts and stuff i mean like when he's like he kind of sees the spirit of uh i can't remember the what the guy's name was i mean the guy was funny he's a comedian he was, yeah but he he was also you know he was dropping facts he was like it's easy to be bad but it's it's, it's hard to be a war, warrior with dignity yeah and i was like i mean facts, that man. It, I mean, that's what I like about the show because these these kids are out there doing dirt, but then yeah, you you're getting this um, spirit, uh, this warrior spirit of, of the main character, and he's telling them in in funny ways, but yeah, he's dropping knowledge on them, and hopefully that kid hears it. Um, how many episodes is this going? Do you know? Uh, I want to say ten, but. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, you know how some of these series be like six, eight episodes sometimes, but I want to say at least 10. I hope so. Uh, my favorite character in this is um, Paulina Alexis. She oh, plays Willie Jack. Willie Jack. <laughs> Dude, I thought that was a guy at first. I wasn't really paying attention. Um and then they had one scene when she she took off her outer shirt and she had like one of those sports bra things on. And I was like, dude, that's a girl. Yeah, I knew it was uh, a girl because uh, I had a, had a homegirl that reminded me just like her. After I realized that, she reminded me of my friend Sarah. Uh, she lives up in uh, Washington, and <laughs> was, and it just made me laugh. But this um, Willie Jack character, man, she she's awesome. Um, it looks like she's going to be in the new Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't yeah, know who, yeah. but um, all right, cool. Good to see that this young native sister is out there doing it. And do you think they're going to keep up the joke of everybody's trying to get with Bear's mom? I think so, because I thought she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like the what's her name from Rutherford Falls. She was the um, receptionist. Mm. Uh, Jenna, I can never say her, her last name. Schmidting, I think that's her name. She was a receptionist, and she's uh, the, one of the main actors in um, Rutherford Falls. But um, the guy uh, that played um, the, the the Warrior Spirit guy, Dallas Good Goldtooth, he's funny. Um, we were in an Indigenous Comic Con a few years ago, and uh, Mike uh, was doing the uh, the Native Horror panel, mm. and uh, he was one of the guys uh, that was uh, up there. And um, I remember Michael go, dude, you should have been sitting up there with me. I mean, they, they, I know, I think there was to be supposed to be some other guys, but um, they didn't show up. So they kind of, at the last minute, they got uh, this guy. And I can't remember the other dude's name. He's also in Rutherford Falls. He's one of the workers um, in the casino that hangs out with uh, Paulina Jones, not Paulina, um, Julia Jones, one of the casino workers. He's got that tattoo on his neck. Those two, him and this guy, the warrior guy. Uh, we're sitting on the panel with Mike, but I mean, they were both cool dudes, man. We we're talking to them and everything, but um, yeah, I mean, if you guys have Hulu, definitely check this show out. It's not one 
if you, if you don't care what your kids watch, I mean, the 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 F word was flying throughout this show, I, which was shocking. I didn't know it was going to be yeah, that. Be all but, right. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's how kids talk, man. I mean, maybe your kids don't talk that way. Oh, they um, do. They do. Well, my, mine does. I heard him the other night, and that's the first time I ever heard a swear word coming out of his mouth. And he started right at the top with the F word. I was like, little fucker, man, what's he doing in there? <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much about this show. Like, I mean, like I said, I, I related to shout out to my friend, White Mike. I mean, there's a White Steve on here. But as soon as I see it, saw White Steve, I was like, damn, it was White Mike back in the day. I like when they were, yeah, let's go pick up White Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have there once the, somebody did a meme and it was a picture of uh, that um, I think it was that kid from the Road Warrior. Um, the <laughs> 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 little fertile kid. They were saying there's always one white kid that uh, that hangs out with the Reds boys, <laughs> and I, I, it's something to that nature. But um, this show was awesome. Oh, um, what's his name? Maddie Car- Cardopel. I think that's his name. He uh, was from, in uh, um, Stranger Things. Yeah, him. I I. He put a big smile on my face when he popped up on the screen. So I th- I hope they uh, have him in it a lot more. But uh, Lil Mike and Funny Bone, uh, just check, just look them up. They're uh, uh, two native hip hop uh, stars, and uh, they they go by Mike Bone. Um, I think their big hit right now, well, not right, with, with a couple years ago was um, I think it was called Do the Rain Dance or whatever. I remember that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, they got a remix remix out now. Yeah, they they got a bunch of they got a bunch of cuts. I mean, uh, definitely check them out. Yeah, I think but the first the, song I heard from them was a uh, Fry Bread Snacking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of snacks, um, the hot chips. If you guys have already seen the episode, but the, the hot chips thing, I don't know what it is. With res kids and these hot chips, be it hot Cheetos, hot fries, hot yeah, popcorn, and, or whatever. In this show, it was flaming flamers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a real thing. I mean, that that made me laugh. I I liked hot fries. That was it. Uh, I can't eat that stuff now. But nah, <laughs> nah. oh, my son, uh, my youngest son, uh, and, and even my grandson, my oldest grandson, they tear up that flaming hot Cheetos or whatever. So your stomachs are gonna be all messed up from eating that shit. Stop eating it. But um, I think these kids are immune to it. My my daughter does the the whatever the hot is hot. Uh, what do they call takis? I I don't know. I I can't. I, I, I can't ketchup is hot to me, man. <laughs> so but um, we could do a whole show on this, everyone. But so I guess we better get on to sidekicks <laughs> alright sidekicks uh, 1992 action adventure comedy Barry? Barry was a hero in his heart I really like you we always seem to meet this way it's not going to be so easy this time but he wanted someone to prove it to do you want a real shot at me? Well, there's your chance. Karate tournament. And he needed his fantasy partner. Hi, I'm Chuck Norris. To become his real-life teammate. Why don't you and I go win this thing, huh? Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris. I can't believe that was you. Sidekicks. Rated PG. Starts Friday, April 30th. Google synopsis. An otherwise rejected or ignored boy, played by Jonathan Brandis, RIP, creates a fantasy pal, Chuck Norris, from his martial arts movie hero. 
All right, Google, that one was actually pretty good, straight to the point one. Let's go IMDb, a bully teen who fantasizes about Chuck Norris, side, sidekick trains in martial arts to fulfill his dream. Probably could have put it a different way that he fantasizes about Chuck Norris, but... <laughs> this stars, of course, Jonathan, Jonathan Brandis, Chuck Norris, Bo Bridges, uh, Mako, who played Mr. Lee, Julia Nixon, Joe Piscopo, uh, Danica McKellar, and so on. Directed by Aaron Norris, who I believe is Chuck Norris's brother. Yeah, Richard Mall, Bull from High Court. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the gym teacher in this one. Yeah. All right, Naz. I know this was my pick, but you said you had some things to say about science. All right. Um, this movie, it is what it is. It's goofy and everything. And yeah, I mean, at this point in Chuck Norris's career, um, was this during the Texas Walker stage? I think so. I mean, cause he was booming in the seventies and eighties with, with all his action films. Um, and then it was kind of, I think he was just slowing down. I mean, he still does things here and there, but, um, it was cool for him to do a film like this. It was rated PG and it was geared more towards the kids. Um, early 90s, 92, different times, everyone. Walker was a year after this. All right. Because the stereotypical racist shit that was in this movie, I forgot <laughs> all about it. I was like, wow. They could make this movie today. Minus all the racist, the racist stuff that was in it, um, and it was just flat out. I mean, no, not not even trying to hide it or anything. I mean, I was like, whoa, <laughs> from the derogatory term "chink" to uh, uh, redskins. Also referred to Mr. Lee, the the guy with the cigarette, or the one of him, the guy to put the cigar. I refer to him as Charlie. Yes, and uh, Joe Piscopo, Joe Piscopo being an an Asian gentleman and one of um what the hell's his name, uh Barry's fantasies and how he was oh ho, 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 <laughs> I was like oh my god what's happening in this movie, <laughs> and I was like oh my god I mean. I mean, just with today's standards, everyone, they this they they would they could again, like I said, they could make this remake this movie, but they would have to ace all that stuff out. Um, that was the only thing that really stood out to me in it because I I have not seen this movie in a really long time, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I mean, they 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 went for it uh, in this. But um, with with that being uh, being said and, and set aside. Um, the movie's goofy. I mean, it is real slapsticky, especially with Joe Piscopo. If you guys know him, uh, I've I first heard it, seen him on Saturday Night Live, and then then the movies he had done, and the faces and the sounds he does in this movie. Oh, my favorite was at the end, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. But <laughs> I, I liked what was going on in this film. I liked um, the Barry uh, Barry's character, or, um, Jonathan Brandis's character. Uh, rest in peace. Um, or even uh, Julia Nixon, uh, Cobal from uh, First Blood uh, Part Two, um, uh, and uh, Mako from uh, Conan. Uh, he was the the wizard guy. Yeah. 
I think the only one that didn't really fit in this was Bo Bridges. I don't know. I he's a good actor. And I'm not saying he's not, I, but it, <laughs> I think he kind of fit the father, the kind of computer nerd, you know, not really confronting people type. Because I think it kind of kind of fits the, the the way his son acts too. And you're not getting the hot teacher. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Hey man, it, it happens. I, I've seen some dudes with with some women, and I'm just like, how? Uh, I'm, I'm just hating, but um, <laughs> I mean, but but overall, I liked the story on what was happening. Barry just kind of fantasizing uh, his idol, his martial arts idol, Chuck Norris, and yeah, I mean, we've all we've all been there growing up. Yeah, he's not fantasizing that he wants to be Chuck Norris. He wants to team up with him and go. Basically, do do all these adventures that he sees in these movies, and uh, he's you know reading about him. And the, apparently, he only owns one martial arts magazine. <laughs> Hold on, I had to shut the window. Wind's picking up, but it's hella hot in the studio. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, I liked what was going on because I sat there in class and daydreamed about. Um, not Chuck Norris or anything, but I mean, just daydreamed about things. I mean, yeah, but I'm sure you never spoke out what you're actually daydreaming because I mean, for the most part, you know, you know, kids daydream. But when you're just all like, whenever you need me, Chuck, I'll be there for you. You know, that was a little much, Barry. You know, I can see yeah. why all the kids is laughing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've never got to that point of daydreaming to to speaking out super loud in in class. But um, I, I liked what was going on. I mean, this kid had a good imagination, and he was he wasn't a bully or anything. But the other thing is, I mean, I use an inhaler now just because I'm old, uh, only when I need it. Um, <clears throat> the inhaler he had, I mustn't. I don't ever really paid attention to those things but that thing was huge it looked like a gun yeah my one of my nephews he had to have an inhaler those are for more like extreme cases of asthma was it that big uh well, that was 92 so it, it it was big but it wasn't the whatever barry had you know <laughs> shotgun and asthma <laughs> inhaler and all like that but yeah they they do get big i guess it depends on your case when did you first see this uh had to been when i was a kid when when near when this first came out because you know it, it had chuck norris and then i remember jonathan brandis from you know all the countless movies and tv shows he was doing at that age and yeah, I, I I always loved this from when a kid when I was a kid. You know, I I, I kind of lean towards those movies where where you got a kid that's kind of you know up against something, whether it's bullies or you know family problem, you know whatever he needs to work out, and then you add the aspect of martial arts and action, and I'm sold. And then all the all the actors and actresses you brought up in it. Uh, uh, earlier a minute ago, you know, I, of course, I remember all of them from Conan to Rambo, and uh, we didn't even bring up Dan Danica McKellar from uh, was it Wonder Years? Winnie, Winnie Cooper. Winnie, yeah, Winnie Cooper, and you can catch her in a very funny episode of Impractical Jokers because they did murder wrong on that one. Yeah, she she aged good. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not a creepy old man. She's only a few years younger than me, so all you guys be, calm down. 
and super smart. She's like a mathematician professor or something now. So that's cool. But yeah, yeah forty six. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I, I yeah I knew I knew she was only a few years. Younger than me, because uh, I fell like in she, love with her with in Wonder Years. <laughs> yeah, she looked like she twenty six. No, but yeah, I've I've always loved in the movie. I, I, it is kind of corny in some places, but you know, it was it was ninety two and it was an action kids movie. And yeah, rewatching it now, there's quite a few cringy racial moments where they kind of <laughs> like you said joe piscopo as, as the asian dude the asian villain in one of barry's fantasies i was like you're not you're not getting away with that nowadays oh no not not at all and uh, uh the 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 native mascots uh, lamar uh, indian or no L- lamar redskins was the was the, the the mascot of the school? I mean, this is all taking place in uh, Houston, Texas. I don't know what part of Houston. I don't either. <laughs> that was a very Danica Keller's uh, McKellar's uh, character in this. Uh, her, her house was gigantic, and I'm like, where is this in Houston? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Brother Lance, you got a big house, so maybe he knows. I mean, I I only been to Houston once. The, when I went to Lance's house, but I didn't go look around at the city, so I don't I don't really know the, the area. But um, I mean, th- this 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 story was just pretty much straightforward. Uh, a boy just fantasizes about being Chuck Norris's sidekick, growing up, watching all his movies, carrying around the Karate Magazine with uh, Chuck Norris on the cover, and but a lot of his um. His little daydreams are like his movies. I mean, they they reference Missing in Action. Um, what was that one? Code of Silence. That one made me laugh the hardest when, when they had that one. When uh, I didn't even like that movie. <laughs> I'm not a mullet guy. I, I just didn't. I didn't lie. I just thought they looked stupid. But I mean, for at a, a few seconds um in the 90s and maybe late 80s or whatever or even today some people still rock that man if you rock it hey man more power to you but um he he was rocking the the mullet and i think yeah i think it was code of silence when he when he had that one i mean it, it wasn't as hard as uh um van damme's and hard target yeah <laughs> <laughs> that one he was rocking i think we'll have to do that one eventually <laughs> is that the one where he punched the snake yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I, I liked what they were doing. I mean, if you were familiar with Chuck Norris's movies you, and all these daydreams that Barry was having, it was just because of the movies that he had watched. I mean, other, he did a, a Western one, uh, which one was funny. I mean, the, the Code of Silence one, the Missing in Action one. I mean, the very beginning of the film, he fantasizes that they're ninjas. Yeah, and, I like uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one was cool. Um, but I mean, that's what, what, what it was. He, he's just trying to live his life, uh, being an asthmatic kid, constantly using his inhaler when he's like, I, I think it was mainly when he was getting more excited. Yeah. Um, and just, I think they were there. I think they were in high school. I mean, going to school and dealing, um, not really being an outcast. Cause I don't, it, did he even have friends? It seemed like Winnie Cooper, that's yeah. all she is to me, everyone. It seemed like that was his only friend throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because it seemed like everybody picked on him, and 
I don't, I don't know. Some of it was kind of corny, like when he comes out of his fantasy and the teachers yelling at him, and then you got random girl like, "No way to go, Barry Wary." And I was like, "Barry Wary, is this what we're doing?" I'm like, I don't know. I I, I guess they couldn't go too hard with the bullying, but yeah, it seemed like everybody when he's uh getting bullied by uh, the one the main the main bully kid and knocking him down in the locker room and everybody just gathers around just just basically to see him get his ass kicked so i other than winnie cooper like no this this kid did not have one friend yeah randy was the uh the bad guy playing oh, john's yeah, fucking stupid hand. hair uh, i um I was never a bully. I think I've said this. I don't know what show we did, but I always stood up for people that were being bullied. But these two guys, Barry and Randy, Randy being the bully, I mean, Barry's just this small little kid. And what makes these guys feel like they're inferior by tormenting some little young guy? And all their friends, hey, hey piling on top of them and, and laughing I, I just I never got that and that's when I saw that growing up man we we were the the guys that beat up the bullies I don't know you're supposed to fight but I mean I, I just didn't I didn't like that but and yeah man there's always got to be in these type of films there's always there's always a bully out of all these kid movies uh throughout uh uh, movie and TV history. There's always that one asshole uh, in the school that thinks he's cool. Um, this was kind of like the the Karate Kid thing. I mean, I'm Team Johnny all the way, but I mean, this is they they since uh, Barry's fascinated his fascination with Chuck Norris and the martial arts. There's got to be these other kids in school that that are all martial arts guys. Yeah, and this is so Karate Kid because he goes to the dojo to see if he can sign up for karate. And, of course, this kid is, like, their number one student. I mean, I mean Joe Piscopo, man, I like him. He's awesome in Saturday Night Live. I loved him in Dead Heat um, with him and Treat Williams. I think it was Treat Williams. Um, but um, I think we we'll have to do that at some point. Have you guys ever done that one, Dead Heat? Nope. I think. Okay, <laughs> so, but um, he was just pouring it on like, uh, like two hundred percent. Sensei Kelly Stone. Yeah, <laughs> that, I thought that was a cool name, Stone Karate. <laughs> well, well, yeah, like it just total total Karate Kid ripoff. Barry and, and his dad go there to try to sign him up for for karate. And, uh, Bo Bridges, uh, Barry's dad, walks out onto the mat. It, first of all, I don't even think this would happen. There's a, a full class going on. Um, it's just full of people watching. Uh, I'm sure their parents and, and friends or whatever. And they're waiting to talk to um, that wasn't it? Kelly Stone, Joe Pisco's mm-hmm. character. They were, they, were, they were waiting to talk to him, but then his dad was like, oh, I, I can't wait. I got to go talk to him. Right during the middle of of whatever he was trying to train them, and he steps onto the onto the mat in his shoes, and then yeah, I like how the class is like, oh my god, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this, this guy's Stone, about to rip into him. Yeah, Stone, just, hey, you, just I'm like, did they tell you to act this way? <laughs> no, you know they let him just do. This is what we need. See what yeah. you can do with it, and he, we'll say action. 
Yeah, do it however you want to do it. And he did it like the corniest and the most hamming it up way you could be. No shoes on the man. And I was like, oh, my God. When he first comes on, well, he came on earlier in the screen, but when he's his character, I was like, oh, my God, come on. And it just got worse and worse every scene he had. But he was the, the typical bad sensei, like how John Kreese was. And uh, at least John Kreese was like serious about being a bad, a badass asshole. Yeah, no, this, this he was is like just... an exaggerated version of John Kreese. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he just, and he just didn't even give a shit, man. He was still lightning to Barry. Like uh, Barry was sitting there listening and started wheezing. He goes, "Hey, Wheezy, can you <laughs> calm down?" I was like, "God damn!" But at least his dad was like, "You know what? I mean, this 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 ain't for my son. Let, let's go." And then Barry yeah, tried to. He brings up Chuck Norris, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kelly Stone's like, "Chuck Norris, if Chuck Norris was here, I'd kick his ass, kick his ass." You heard what I said? And everybody's just like, "Yeah, okay, it's time to leave now." <laughs> so I mean. And Barry Barry's daydreaming is affecting his his studies because his teacher, um, what the hell was her name? Um, Noreen. I don't think that's what he called her, but uh, he because he, he called her Miss uh, Miss Chan, um, uh, Cobal from First Blood Part Two. Um, she she's um, she sees it, but she's she's one of those teachers that's not like. Um, just the the bitchy teacher that doesn't want to help her students. She at least she's concerned uh, with Barry. Like, okay, I, I want to talk to your dad. And she she was talking to her dad. Like, he does good in school, but he has a hard time concentrating because he's off in his own his own world. And she knows about Chuck Norris and everything. Yeah, because he basically has one of his teachers. Well, I'm assuming all of his teachers kind of feel this way, but we only really see a couple of his gym teacher. And then I don't know what class the other one where the teacher's basically telling her that Barry's a loser and all this shit. Yeah, um, that was Garrett um, Graham. Graham. He played Mr. Mapes. Um, I'm not really sure what class he was teaching. Uh, God, it looked like a college class. Yeah, I was like, man, our, our high school classrooms weren't like this. But um, I am seeing here they did film not only at a high school, but also Texas Southern University. Well, I'm sure that's probably where that scene was. Oh, excuse me. But whatever class he was teaching, yeah, there's then there's there's got to be the good teachers, and there's always got to be that asshole teacher, and uh, Mr. Mapes was the asshole teacher. But he was really pouring it on, trying to get on uh, Mrs. Chan. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> I was like, damn, that was just total, total harassment <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, well, I, I, she could have went to the HR department and told him to slow his roll. But because, um, yeah, he was. Just I don't like, know, yeah. 92, though. Yeah, different times, everyone. Yeah. He was like, yeah, well, we should go out and all this. And you can clearly see she didn't want nothing to do with him. Um, I just remember him. He's been in a ton of movies, but I, I liked him in um, shit. I just picked that movie up, uh, Phantom Phantom at the Paradise or, or whatever that movie was called. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that one, but anyway, um, so while Barry or no, while Mrs. Chan is talking to uh, Barry's dad, 
he starts um no 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 there's earlier before his dad got there he was fantasizing uh having a daydream of he was sitting in his classroom and all of a sudden he looks out the window and he sees a helicopter and Chuck Norris is hanging from a rope uh I think he was saying like help me Barry but you you couldn't you could just see his mouth moving and even Barry was like what and then <laughs> I think he was saying look out because then Barry turned around and this ninja or whatever came <laughs> crashing through the wall and was getting ready to slice uh, Barry, but he holds up his arm as Miss Chan grabs his arm, and he's like, where were you just now? He was like, oh, I had this uh, Charlie horse in my arm. and uh, But, I mean, he's still like listening to her, but he's still in de- de- daydream mode because he looks over to the side of her, and that ninja is still standing right there with a the sword. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, we all we all have done it. I mean, for guys, I mean, when we fantasize about wanting to be with our our heroes, um, eventually we'll do lax action hero, and now that that was all me that whole that whole movie uh, <laughs> of, of my daydreaming. <laughs> but anyway, so then yeah, Barry's dad comes to school, and he's just like he's a he's a widowed father. His wife passed. Um, and he's just it's just him and his son. And he's like, um, I, I, he's a good dad. He works hard, but he's like, I'm always working. I really don't have I don't, I don't get to spend much time with him. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's 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 the life of a single parent. man. You, I mean, you got to work mm-hmm. uh, to take care of your, your your family. So, I mean, I'm not hating on anybody that does that. If you're out there doing it, if you're pulling, if you're punching that clock twice and you're a single parent, I mean, right on horns yeah. up to you. And, and I, I like how they portrayed him in this because, yeah, he's he's single father and he's working, but you could tell he's still trying to be there as much as he can. Yeah. I mean, he's there, but then and, and he knows it. He sees that I know I should be there, but my job really takes up most of my time. So, I mean, it's not like he just does not give a shit about his son. He, he knows the issues. He knows about his daydreaming and his fascination with Chuck Norris. So at least, I mean, he knows all that instead of just being the clueless parent that never knows mm-hmm. what's going on uh, in, in your kids' lives. So, um, uh, Miss Norma, Miss Chance, kind of like, you know what? Um, I think I'm. Uh, I have my my uncle coming to town. I think Barry should meet him, and uh, maybe they'll hit it off. Um, did she tell him that? Yeah, he he would train him in karate, or is it just something? I think. They need to meet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think they might have said something about because of his fascina- fascination with martial arts, and then she said uh, her her uncle was a, he was coming into town, and that that's when she's basically like, I think my uncle can help him. Yeah, and then we see uh, Mako. <clears throat> what the hell is his name? Mister Mr. Lee. Lee. Yeah, he's at the train station somewhere, and this is the racism has already been going on in this movie. But he's standing in line. Everyone's getting in line. There's a, a older Asian gentleman standing in front of Mr. Lee, puffing on a big stogie, and then there's this white guy behind him, like, "Hey, hey, can you tell them to put that out?" And then Mr. Lee kind of calls around. it. I think he says calls him Chin. Yeah, he, he says something like that. He says something like that, but when they obviously changed it, because when yeah. he turns and looks, and he goes, "Oh," and you can clearly see him mouth it like 
he said, well, which chink are you talking about? Yeah. They they probably said, you know, we need to take some of the racist stuff out, but let's take yeah. this one, this, this one <laughs> thing out. <laughs> so, but so then he, that he, out. he proceeds to call him Charlie. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh! And then he was straight up, and he goes, "What?" Because he was like, "Well, which which chink are you referring to?" And he goes, "I don't know that guy right there. You all look the same to me." And I was like, "God damn!" <laughs> but, uh, another another thing that this movie would not fly today. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that I mean, that that's that was our introduction to to him. Uh, there was the, the scene went on with um, a, a magic trick uh, with the cigar and ending up being in that white guy's pocket and catching on fire or whatever. Um, but yeah, we go to the restaurant. Um, they work. Uh, I think Mrs. Mrs. Chan's family owns uh, the Frying Dragon. Uh, that's the name of their Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he's trying to teach Barry. I mean, there was never really an introduction. It's in like we when we see them together, they like already know each other. And then. Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's deleted scenes. I Scream Factory, whoever one of you guys needs to put this Blu-ray out. <laughs> yeah, because, so. you know, now that you mention it, there there is a, a, a few times in this movie where we just kind of cut to something and it just seems like a conversation or. Something like that has already happened, and we're supposed to just kind of go with it. Yeah. So, uh, Mister Lee is kind of just teaching him his, his 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 wisdom, but as he's cooking and he's throwing uh, dumpling dough at, at Barry in the face, like basically, you need to be alert at all times. Stop veering off into your dream world. I mean, nothing against daydreaming and all that, but when when you uh, want to focus on trying to learn martial arts. I know nothing about martial arts except for what I see on TV and in the movies. But yeah, I do listen to them when they're when they're talking to explain. Look, man, it's it's all about balance. And Barry knew that too because earlier when he got into it with, with Kelly Stone, when he was saying that karate isn't just about punching and, and kicking ass, it's about discipline and and focusing and all that. And Stone was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so. <laughs> so he he's just trying to teach him uh, the rights and wrongs and stuff of uh, trying to be the, the martial arts and karate. And then, then here's another scene where more racist stuff happens. <laughs> um, uh, Barry's dad is sitting out there trying to have a quiet little quiet dinner room with uh, Mrs. Chan, but in come in all these bikers. Ah, oh, the bikers. <laughs> Dennis uh, Berkeley, you got I mean, He's been in a ton of things. He's either a biker or a just a tough guy. I mean, he's been in so, so many TV and, and movie and everything. So, yeah, his uh, name this is in this movie is Hank, Short <laughs> Henry. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they they're sitting there uh, with uh, with Barry's dad and um, Noreen kind of or Noreen, yeah, Mrs. Chan just kind of ran into the into the kitchen. Say, hey, these guys, you need to come out here. Or something, these guys are, are here. And they're getting ready to wreck the place. So, Mister Ch- uh, Mister Lee kind of looks in and sees all those these bikers sitting out there. And this it kind of reminded me of um, and Bruce Lee's um, what was that uh, Way of the Dragon, aka Return of the Dragon, when those dudes uh, came in there and wrecked uh, the Chinese restaurant <laughs> that they're working yeah. at. Same scene. Um, <laughs> so they're like, yeah. 
and uh, a few little racial uh, Asian the jabs. Uh, but then Mr. Mr. Lee comes down. Before he goes out, he like gets some um, some whiskey or whatever and splashes all over himself. And he acts like he's drunk. He goes out with a big old plate of food. Yeah, he kind of uh, comes out stereotypical too, because when he walks out from the kitchen, he's all hey, hey, and all, and that one dude's all it's it's a drunken Chinaman. Yeah, I was like, damn. But yeah, I mean, when he comes out and being all clumsy and everything, but actually like doing damage to them, boom, hitting them in the faces, stepping on their toes, dumping the uh, hot soup or tea or whatever on Hanks. Uh, lap and he goes ah he jumps up and then, yeah I am trying not to do nothing after that I ain't um, trying to fight nobody or nothing <laughs> and then uh, what made him jump up onto the chair what was it the it wasn't the tea or soup or whatever he did something to him where he jumped up on the chair and the spinning fan on the ceiling was hitting him in his head <sighs> I don't know what made him jump. I know there was people on the floor and he was, no, he kicked him in the nuts, didn't he? Oh yeah, that's and right. He jumped up and that's when he jumped up on the chair. And then the ceiling fan is hitting him in the head and he's going, boom, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, again, I forgot how slapsticky this movie was. So he basically just beats the hell out of all these guys. And then they all, Obviously, they're okay. They all get on their bikes and ride away as Mr. Lee and Barry are outside waving at them as they're riding off. But, so then we get in uh, many montages of um, Mr. Lee training Barry. Um, he could one of well earlier before that was um, he told Barry he's like, look, how far is your school? He's like, I don't know, like two miles. He goes, okay, first day or the first week or no, I think it was the first day you're gonna walk. Uh, and then the next day you're going to run and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I think what he was doing to that was just trying to help Barry uh, build up his win. To, yeah, because uh, he said something about, well, I forgot how it exactly went, but he was going to, like, he was talking about his inhaler. He was a guy, we're going to see if that's a crutch or I forgot what, what else he said. Yeah, I think because he, he was, like, depending on it more. Yeah. Um. I mean, I use an inhaler, but I never get to the point where I'm going to pass out for for not using it. But um, yeah, essentially, he got, was. Go ahead. Everyone's got a different case when it comes to those things. Yeah, he, essentially, he was just gonna he was just gonna try to see. It was like, do you really need it, or do you think you need it? Yeah, because um. So yeah, he does that, and I, I did like this scene. Barry's like he's he's walking to school and. Uh, he sees Winnie Cooper and she kind of like, hey, and he's like, well, I'll, do you want to ride? He's like, no, I'll, I'll just see you at school. But as he's walking along, he starts daydreaming again. Like he hears something and then he goes diving into the into the bushes. And then he's like um, in some kind of war scene when all these. Uh, I, I assume it was a Vietnam scene because <laughs> they. There was all these soldiers around, and he's hiding in the bushes uh, and all that. I think I missed the scene when he was, um, yeah, he was at home. Uh, let me back up a little. He was at home watching Missing in Action. Yeah. And uh, then he starts daydreaming about, um, it's the scene when uh, Chuck Norris, uh, Braddock, comes out of the water with the M60 and shooting at all the bad guys. 
And yeah, this scene was pretty racial too. And this is when Joe Piscopo was dressed up as <laughs> as an Asian guy with the little hat and the the Fu Manchu mustache and the ho 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 and also and stuff. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I would like to ask Joe Piscopo if you if you watch that now, what do you think of it? I mean, I probably <laughs> tell you oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it was it was just a, it was just a roll. I just did what they told me. Or, it was or 92, man. It was 92. <laughs> Different times. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, in that scene, uh, when uh, Chuck comes out of, out of the water shooting and uh, Mrs. Chan is, it was captured. She was the hostage and Joe Piscopo being his, his Asian self. And, and then Barry comes out of the water with an M60 shooting and they're, I was okay. I mean, cool, awesome. <laughs> but uh, I mean, back to the scene when Barry jumped in the bushes and he was gonna fight uh, more uh, guys in, in war and everything. But he kind of, I think, is when he kind of snaps out of it, and that's when he sees uh, Winnie Cooper. So he goes to school. Um, we get to uh, gym class, and uh, they're climbing the rope. Did you guys have to climb those ropes in school? Yeah, we had to do all that shit. We had to climb ropes. We had to fucking swim laps. Take all these like ridiculous tests. I wouldn't mind the swimming, but um, the ropes. I, even then, we, we only had the rope climbing in, in junior high. But even then, I was thinking this is dangerous because if you guys have been in a regular just a gym, you know how high those ceilings are. Mm-hmm. And that rope went to the ceiling. And that was one of the things you had to do in gym. I'm like, I'm like, okay. But if you were to fall from that, I mean, that's a long drop onto yeah. a little thin mat. That ain't, I had that a ain't, kid in my class that fell, broke his arm. And then the teacher tried to make it seem like it's because he didn't know the proper way to climb a rope. I was like, like, damn. I don't, I don't think that flies now. Unless someone tells us, hey, maybe if your kids have that rope. But I'm right now, I don't. Because I asked my kids, I said, do you guys climb ropes in school? And they're like, what are you talking about? So I assume they didn't have it here. Uh, But they do have square dancing at this high school in the town I live in. And I'm glad I didn't go to this school. But um, so uh, Barry's trying to do it. No, no. Earlier, uh, when when we see him sitting there, he's sitting on the uh, the bleachers with um, uh, the other students that just – have, have the, the medical or reasons. Yeah, why? And he's, I, what I didn't understand is that you have all these other kids sitting there in just the regular street clothes. And since he's got a, a medical issue as well, why is he the only one sitting there in his gym uh, uniform? I always kind of took it as he was always trying to be a part of it, but they would never let him. Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes more sense. But he's just sitting there. Um and then, yeah, this is when we're we're introduced to uh, Bull, um, uh, Coach Horn, and if you guys know Richard Mall, I mean he's good in every role yeah, he's in. I I loved him in um, what was that movie with the greatest American hero? House. Um, House. I have to do that one as well. I haven't seen that movie in forever, <laughs> but um, he was badass in that movie. I can't remember his name. He was a big uh, soldier, um, Vietnam soldier. Anyway. But he's just screaming. I've I had this coach, 
I mean, even if he was talking, he'd be like, yeah, Nez, get over here and do these pull-ups. Nez, throw that ball. Nez, you, you're the last. You're always the last one. I mean, he was that coach that, that would just scream at you. Never said your first name, just called you by your last name. Um, the only time he would say a first name when he would say my brother's name. And not, I don't look like my brother at all, but he always called me Jamie. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> He's that coach of screaming in Barry's face, like, and because Barry starts daydreaming and he just gets in his face. What are you doing? Uh, and, and all that. Um, did he didn't climb the rope until later, right? Because I don't think he climbed it the first time. Uh, I think he does climb it here. Oh, because I think he was was talking to him. And uh, Barry had said something, and then he goes, "Well, you know what? Here, I think if you think you can do it, why don't you get over here and, and show us how to climb this rope?" Yeah, because so he was trying to get him to sit back on the the seat, uh, the bleachers, and he he told him basically, like, "If I have to, I'll sign a waiver." Yeah. So Barry, like, ah, oh, he gets out onto the mat, and he gets to the to the rope and starts to climb it. But um, other than him just being just nervous and and the asthmatic stuff, he's not sure if he can really has the strength to do it. But then he goes into daydream mode and in the robe next to him, here's Chuck Norris. All right, Barry, man, you can do it. All you got to do is get your footing and one hand over the other. And Chuck Norris talks him into it. All right. I like how Bull's like, who the hell is he talking to? Yeah. Because Barry's... When he daydreams, like like we said earlier, he's talking like to whoever he's daydreaming about. <laughs> and um, I I I assume they were on some kind of platform, and that mm-hmm. was just pushing them both up because I don't care how strong you are. I don't the way he they were holding the rope, they were like it was right in front of them, and they were and it didn't even look like they were flexing, because especially Chuck. When he starts climbing the rope, <laughs> yeah. like there's like no effort at all. Because he had a tank top on, and you don't <laughs> see. I mean, when you're climbing those ropes, especially the way he was holding him, and you'd be at full flexed and shaking and trying to climb that thing. But it, it's part of the movie. Yeah, and I, Winnie, I love you, but when she does the, you can do it, Barry. I was like, he he doesn't need that right now. Well, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> None of that. I mean, gals, you might be thinking it's helping, but no. Nah. making it worse. Yeah, you're making it worse for us because <laughs> we're going to have to hear it and deal with it later from everyone else. But he makes it to the top and everybody, yeah, even Coach Orn, well, dang, well, goddamn, or whatever he said. So oh, this is when he, he after they go um, into the locker room, that's when uh, Randy and the gang come up and uh, slam Barry on the ground and starts talking shit to him. And Oh, he started yelling, oh, you want, you, Barry, where he wants to learn uh, karate? And they slam him on the ground and and then they pick up um, uh, Barry's Chuck Norris magazine, or his karate magazine. And I, don't remember, I can't remember what he said, something stupid, but Barry yeah, just he, tears the he, cover. <laughs> he said if, if you signed up for a Sensei Stones class, I'd be doing this to you every day. Yeah, so obviously, uh, of course, I mean, Stone is the bad the bad teacher. Like Miyagi said, he goes, it's never a bad student, it's always a bad teacher. So, 
course, uh, he's the typical bad bad guy. He's got a, even a bad guy name, Kelly Stone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, more montage of uh, Barry and uh, Mr. Lee. He just kind of trying to work up uh, his strength as well as uh, his wind because he's making him do push-ups, ride a bike, uh, running with them. I mean, Mr. Lee's in the back in a van. How Barry's trotting along. <laughs> Does he say hi in the van? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why he keeps doing that. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, oh, this part was this part. I felt bad for him. I, I, well, I did. I something like this happened to me, but I didn't go as as, as far. Barry is kind of talking to. Uh, Winnie, what the fuck is her name? I keep calling her Winnie Cooper. That's all I see her as. Because she is Winnie Cooper. Lauren. <laughs> nah, I like Winnie. Yeah, she's Winnie Cooper, everyone. <laughs> so she even said it in an interview. She goes, People just call me Winnie Cooper. I just accept it. Good, good for her. I'm glad she's not. Ah, that's not my name. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so he's walking along and goes, Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you're really cool and uh, I, I really like you and she's like well, well I like you too and but not like that and he just he was just like crushed like huh. I mean it's did, like he just, did he uh, just meet her <laughs> I don't know it's like that scene I mean it wasn't to, to this extent but that line in Black Widow at the end where she tells that guy who's like, you've always been a good friend of me. And he was like, what, what every man wants to hear from a woman. <laughs> yeah. And she, she, she goes, I like you, but not like that. And he's just like, uh, all I right, just, well, oh, then she makes you. the words. I, I, I just feel so bad for you. And I was no. like, oh. <laughs> she just turned that knife. She already, she already pulled his heart out. And then she just set it on fire. So he goes, oh, he, he, the crushed look in his face. And then he goes running off and crying. Um, yeah, I was crushed too when when I got rejected. I didn't cry. I know. Fuck that. I'm, I mean, <laughs> she does kind of make it seem that way throughout the movie. I mean, she's like, when he has to stay behind class, she's like, do you want me to wait for you? And just all kinds of stuff. She's like his only friend cheering him on. I'm like, you did kind of make it seem like it was a little bit more than that. Yeah, man. I mean, you basically throwing it at him. That's how we see it get, ladies. <laughs> and uh, she was throwing it at him. And then he was like, oh, man, he thought he thought it was all good. But she straight out, I don't like you like that. And he <laughs> ran off crying. Um, I, I didn't I didn't run off crying. Yeah, I was a little crushed and everything, but I would. Uh, I was like, no, fuck all that. <laughs> and real, real quick about her character, they made it known that her father's a, a Texan and they live in Houston. Oh. There is nothing Texas about none of the actors in this movie. No one had an accent. <laughs> Not one person. Because <laughs> she, she was straight up, uh, yeah, my dad's a Texan. Uh, shoot him and mount him and whatever the hell she said. <laughs> So as he goes running off crying, he's like, he starts to use his inhaler, but then he gets mad, like, ah, I don't need this, and he slams it on the ground and breaks it, and then he goes running. He makes it home, but then he's sitting on on the on the the bench on the porch, and he's <gasps> wheezing and wheezing, and then just goes right into. Uh, daydream mode. I don't think I can daydream if I'm like trying to catch my breath, but 
Well, his his daydreams seem to go into situations for bad things too. Yeah. So he's uh he's uh laying on a table, he's strapped he's chained to this table. Um the bull or coach horn, Richard Moe. Uh, he's playing a German Nazi soldier, and he's doing the whole Haas, uh, whatever the German accent is in these in these movies. Like, uh, you can't escape from me now, and I don't know, that's not a German accent. But anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, Chuck is uh, tied up; they're uh, also chained up to the wall, and um, Coach Horn. Uh, Whatever he was, I can't remember his rank, but he's he's tightening the chains, and Barry's going, I I can't breathe, and he's like, it's he's like he's just torturing him, and Chuck's like, yeah, Sorry, Barry, looked, you, it, you can do it. It looks like it breaks his ribs. I mean, as tight as they get. Yeah, man. It'd be different if it was a rope, but this is metal chain. Uh, I'm sure it just broke his lungs and rib cage and everything, but he's like, I can't breathe. Um, hang in there, Barry. Oh, yeah. like, Chuck, you're not helping. You're- yeah, you're not helping at all. <laughs> you can see he's getting tortured, and then Barry wakes. Or no, they kind of snap out of out of the dream world, and uh, Barry's getting wheeled, or he's in a, um an ambulance, and he's got the the oxygen mask, and his dad's like, "It's all right, son. It's all right, man. Just just breathe. You're gonna be okay." So Barry ends up going to the hospital just because uh. All because of Winnie Cooper, uh, shut him down, and he just went into an as- asthma attack, and he yeah. ended up in the hospital. And and I'll have some things to say about Winnie here in a in a minute. <laughs> so so. <laughs> we get to the hospital, uh, Mrs. Chan and uh, Mr. Lee show up, and uh, uh, Mr. Lee's like, well, what, "What room is he in? Oh, he's in room whatever, whatever, whatever." So he goes running down there. And Barry's just kind of kind of going in and out. He's got the the tubes and everything in his nose uh, to help him breathe. But the doctor did say he just had a really severe attack and he's going to be all right. He just needs a rest. But Mr. Lee goes in there with his little ancient uh, Chinese uh, salve and um, he starts putting it on uh, Barry's chest. And Barry's kind of awake like, what is that? He goes, you wouldn't know if I told you. <laughs> so he's like, this, he goes, this will help you. He goes, just just breathe. Uh, and he's like, and Barry's like, it's starting to burn. He goes, that means it's working. It'll help you. Just breathe and and try to get some rest. So um, whatever it was, they didn't really go into it anymore after that. But um, my friend's, uh, his aunt had some stuff like that. Um, she was Japanese, though. She uh, was rubbing it on my friend's arm because he, he was playing baseball at the time and everything, and his arms were always sore. And I don't know what the hell she was. It rubbed it on it. It burned, and it stunk. And she always told us, actually, that's when you know it works. Because um, <laughs> I had rubbed some on my knee because just my knee was sore from skateboarding. And it felt like it was like burning, like 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 hotter than icy hot. And I was, ah, ah, and she goes, that means it's working. Just let it, just mm-hmm. t- tough it out. So if it burns <laughs> and it stinks, then it works. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Barry, uh, uh, not saying that that helped him, but I'm sure it did help him. And I'm sure it probably, uh, the way it smelled might have cleaned up or cleared up uh, his lungs so he can breathe. So Barry's out of the hospital. Um, more, 
montage of uh, Barry and Mr. Lee training. Um, when did he get, when when did Randy challenge Barry to? Oh no no no! They they got into it at um uh, in the gym again. Yeah, and Barry. he had he had threw him down on the ground and. Barry basically let him know it's not going to be so easy this time and kind of did like some kind of sweep kick move when he was on the ground. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, Barry was talking to uh, Winnie Cooper and then he, I think he was just picking up the equipment and that's when Randy came up behind him and and slammed him on the ground. And then uh, Barry just let him have it. And then uh, they, they kind of stopped it. Oh no. Yeah. uh, Coach Horn uh, came running out and, and stopped it all. He'll Damn. kill you, Barry or Gabruski. Yeah. <laughs> so he he told him. He, um, Randy was like, you know what? He goes, you want more of this? And he goes, here, uh, come to this. And he had this flyer of the the All Valley Karate Champion. I don't. I'm just saying. I don't remember what it said. <laughs> basically, what it was. It was yeah. it was Houston's All Valley Karate Tournament. Yeah, that thing. Um, I'm I'm just juiced. Real, really quick. Fuck, we're getting another Cobra Kai season this year. Yeah, in man. December. <laughs> and my daughter, if if you ever hear this, I want my money. We made a bet. I told you we'd get Cobra Kai before Stranger Things, and that's how it's oh, coming. December. I'm, I'm juiced. We get two seasons in, in in one year. Start us off and to end it. Oh my God, I can't wait. Whew, Terry Silver is going to kick ass in this. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that when it comes along. Oh, real <laughs> quick, uh, Winnie, I'm not feeling her at this point in the movie because after he defends himself from, from the bully, she wants to, Barry, what are, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going to the zoo. He's like, Oh, can I come too? Barry, if I was you, I would have said, No, you can't come. I said, hell no. I was like, we don't like each other like that. Remember? <laughs> you feel sorry for me. I mean, but, but even, I, guess, I mean, if, if it, this is me, uh, boys and girls, if that, if I was Barry and she came at me after she saw me uh, whoop up some dude and got all excited, yeah, hey, now, and then wanted to be with me, I was like, hell no, get lost. But, I mean, but even if I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, and then we hooked up, it would always be on the back of my mind. Like, hey, man, this this chick just shot me down, said she didn't think of me like that. Now, all of a sudden, she does? Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Winnie. Yeah, if I did something that, that maybe a girl shot me down was excited over, I'd be thinking if you're excited, somebody else is excited, too. Yeah, and those are the gals in there, too. Best yet, to go after her best friend. <laughs> so, Seems like she didn't have friends either. Uh, I assume her friends were the cheerleaders, but I don't know. And speaking of cheerleaders, what the hell kind of cheer you cheerleading uniform were those? They look like little sailors. But, <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't know that was part of gym class is to watch the cheerleaders perform. I all right. I mean, I don't remember ever seeing them in there when we were. They were they were always cheerleading like after school but yeah. uh, not during school in gym class and go Indians go or no go Redskins go Redskins I was sitting there just cringing like ah, I, I could not go to the school because I would have been going off well kick me prob- out. <laughs> probably changed the name now to Houston high school team or something 
Oh man. Um, so yeah, they end up uh, going to the zoo and it, it was mainly just Barry talking to, to Mr. Lee. They didn't really show uh, Barry and uh, Winnie like walking around holding hands or anything, but I think they were just more talking about, um, are you ready for the all Valley? We're only calling it all Valley everyone. Cause I don't know mm-hmm. what it was called, but are you ready? And Barry's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm juiced. So it comes to the, um, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Barry, he, this is when he has the code of silence, uh, daydream. <laughs> Chuck Norris has come running in, and uh, this is it was so slapsticky. Uh, uh, Randy and Joe Piscopo are was this like a toy factory or something? Or? I, I don't know. They were stirring a big thing of the, I'm assuming it was bubble gum or something, and I had no idea what's going on. And one <laughs> of the henchmen had like the biggest mohawk. I just I don't know. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. So. I did like he's, how it ended, though. Yeah. Um, uh, we see Chuck. He's in there first. and uh, No, both of them. They're in, like, the, the black trench coats, the, the mullets, and uh, shotguns. Uh, so they go in there, and they kind of have a shootout. And then they both start kicking ass. And uh, usually in the in the daydreams, um, Mrs. Chan was always the, the, the damsel in distress. Because he goes running in there and finding her, and Chuck's looking at him like, "What's going on? Who is she?" And he goes, "This is my daydream." And then he's all happy and hugging on Chuck, Winnie. Chuck's just like, "Oh, yeah." He was like, "Okay." I mean, <laughs> do you, here's here's a question: Do you think Chuck only did this because his brother was directing this, or yes? <laughs> I mean, did his brother write the story like, hey, man, come on, this this, this will be a good movie. I mean, I just, all right. <laughs> but, you hey, promise hey, you do one of my movies. Hey, hey. I, well, what was good about this was it, it did for the young generation at this time that didn't know who Chuck Norris was. It, it kind of opened that door for them. They probably oh, he, couldn't go back and watch his movies, but. He actually directed some other movies that Chuck was in. Which ones? He did Mission in Action 3, Delta Force 2, uh, uh, that stupid movie uh, Chuck was in. What was it? Top Dog? Oh, yeah, that's that was towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one he did with Luke Gossett Jr.? Um, oh, the, the, the one that's kind of like a like the treasure hunters or something. Yeah, it was it was it was more of a comedy. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember. I I didn't even get all the way through that one. I was like, oh, this is killing me. I mean, once he started doing these, this one was I was I was able to at least sit through and and enjoy it for what it was at the time. And I probably thought it was goofy in '92, but in 2021, oh my god, this movie is it's it is what it is. <laughs> but, <laughs> It is enjoyable when you haven't seen it in a long time. And if it does come out on Blu-ray, yeah, of course I'll buy it. I got a ton of Chuck Firewalker. Yes, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they go in there and they, they save Winnie Cooper. And then, all right, we're going to fast forward up to the um, to the tournament. And uh, this isn't just a karate tournament. This is like a martial arts 
freestyle. Yeah, skills, uh, weapons. Uh, I don't breaking. know. The, yeah, I don't know the correct pronounce the correct term, but it, basically like people doing like kata and stuff yeah. like that. So it was just a all around team competition. Yeah, but then the, we find out that Chuck Norris is is one of the sponsors and he's going to be there. So um, obviously the 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 dojo that's always wins every year is the Stone Karate Dojo. So they're 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 the bad guys uh, of this, and I mean Joe Piscopo just turns it up the heat in <laughs> this on how he acts. Of being the asshole, uh, and everybody knows it because then when they're like, "Oh my God, it's it's him," you guys all know how he is because yeah. um, when you even see when Chuck he, Norris, no, go ahead. I was gonna say even like during the competition when his team's doing stuff, like the camera cuts to him and he's just like flexing for no reason. He's just like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> like what is happening? Um, um, yeah, because there's a scene when. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Norris is standing there talking to whoever, his friends or whatever, and then uh, Kelly Stone goes walking, goes, hey, yeah, Chuck, finally get to kick your ass and, and all this in his face. <laughs> and Chuck is just looking at him like, all right. And then he kind of walks away and he goes, okay, that guy will never change. So I, obviously they know each other. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I like they threw that in there. They didn't have to really go into a backstory. They just... Kelly Stone's always been an asshole, and Chuck just confirmed, like, this guy will never change. Yeah, so uh, then we get into the competition, a lot of montage of um, these are all legit um, martial artists and, and kata and everything, everyone's because yeah, men and women. Uh, we, we see him out there doing the with the uh, the swords, um, the, doing the kata and the, and the just everything you you can think of, uh, they're in there doing. Even with the um the the weapons, like with the with the with the bow staff and mm. and nunchucks and, and shit like that. Um, then we we get to the the brick breaking. Um, who does it first, Randy? Yeah, Randy, and he does the. I think he wants another brick. Yeah, and then because you he, know he's got a. Randy's like a little, not as extreme, but kind of like a little mini version of Kelly Stone. Yeah, he he breaks them that that first time, but then um, uh, we see Chuck also getting in. No, 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 no. Um, before they before all this starts, um, they go to register. Um, Miss mm-hmm. Chan, Mister Lee, and Barry, and they're going up like, "Hey, um, uh, here here's our applications," and they're like, "Well, who's your fourth? And I go, it's just the three of us. We're going to compete as a, as a trio. And they're like, no, you need a fourth person to be in this. And if you don't have a fourth person, I mean, sayonara or whatever the hell he said. And they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? And then um, Mr. Lee's kind of like, all right, I got an idea. So he grabs Mr. Chan. They go running. And then he's telling her, like, just go ask him. Go ask him. And want her to go up and uh, talk to uh, Chuck Norris, see if I, they can join the team. How do you think she talked to him? Do you think she told him how Barry fantasizes about him all the time, or did, did they let him know that he gets to he gets to go against Kelly Stone? I think that was more of it, more more the reason why he wanted to do it, to basically to shut up uh, Stone, because <laughs> that's what it made it seem like. But because uh, she's like, 
he's again he's standing there talking to whoever and she just walks up Chuck can I can I talk to you and he's like oh, excuse me guys and he just goes walking she's a beautiful young woman would I have stopped talking to my friends to go talk to her? Probably, but <laughs> so. I assume that's what that's what he was stopping for. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure Chuck was done, been married for years uh, during all this. But anyway, it moves the story along. Yeah, this is yeah. movie Chuck. So yeah, so I, I don't know. They don't. They, we don't. They don't go into what she said to him, but uh, basically, yeah, uh, he was going to do it. So we see Barry. He's sitting. Uh, watching the competitions going on and they're right here he's sitting on the steps and everyone else is sitting in, in seats no way he would have been able to sit there security been where the people ushers whatever hey can you you can't sit right here go uh, sit in the chair there and, martial arts now <laughs> nobody's stopping him and there was an empty seat right next to him where he was sitting but Chuck <laughs> he comes walking down and sits down and Barry's looking around clapping and cheering and this is when he notices Chuck Norris sitting right there and his eyes are open, mouth open, like, oh my god. The thing that gets me is nobody around them cares that Chuck Norris just sat down. Yeah, I mean, even the dude that was sitting next to Chuck Norris didn't even like, I would have been like, whoa, what the fuck? Ah! And I love you in this movie and that movie. And I love you when Bruce Lee killed you in Way of the Dragon. Yeah, I would have been like, Mr. Norris, how was it acting in, you know, such and such? Uh, yeah. I would have been going off, man. I would have been fanboying out. But no one no one gave a shit. <laughs> so. But now, now, that, now that I'm saying it, maybe they, they had it play that way to make it seem like Barry thought he was daydreaming again. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can see that. But, but I mean, he, realistically, everybody would have been like, oh my gosh, Chuck Norris. Yeah, because earlier when when they when he came walking in the first time, and there's Chuck Norris, everybody was like, oh my god! Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he comes walking down, just sits on like, no one, no one cares. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> realistically speaking, the crowd would have formed around him. Security would have told Barry, you can't sit on the steps, and he would have never got to talk to Chuck Norris. He would have had security around him. Not not that he needed it, but mainly just crowd control. So he sits down and, hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm Chuck Norris. And Barry's like, oh, I know who you are. And and he kind of goes, hey, man, he goes, what do you say you and I go, uh, go out and win this thing? And uh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. So he gets up and goes with him. We go back to the registration table. And that guy is reading and he goes, Chuck Norris, the Chuck Norris is your fourth team member. And they're like, yep. And he goes, come on, you're, you're killing me. And then here comes Chuck. Hey, guys, how you doing? And then he's like, oh, OK. And then this is when yeah, we he, to- he sunned him. He's like, do we have a problem, son? Ah. It's like oh, Chuck Norris says we got a problem, son. You just let him in the competition that yeah. he's sponsoring. So. Chuck yeah, I wants. mean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these rules are pretty lenient going on in this. Um, I mean, so, I mean, plus the competition was already going. I mean, shouldn't they have been already signed up and registered? But I don't kind know. Kind of fast and loose with these rules. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could just show up whenever you feel like showing up. So he gets there. More montage of, of everyone out there doing it. Because then we even see um, 
Chuck Norris is all geared up and he, and he's ready to go. Um, and uh, even Kelly comes, oh, we finally get to see who, who who's tough, and then I'm gonna kick your ass and, and all this shit. Kick so, his ass. <laughs> so like, I mean, Chuck Norris is like, all right, man, whatever. So we see um, Chuck Norris out there uh, sparring with uh, some guys, and um, like, how intimidated would you feel? Like, oh yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking kick ass in this, and you see your, who your opponent is, and it's Chuck Norris standing there. Like, uh, nobody is up to his level in, in this tournament, but. Okay, <laughs> so some of these guys, I mean, I'm not in shape, but there's a couple guys in this tournament that, that I'm like, you guys, I don't know, maybe you're really good at martial arts because you don't look very athletic. <laughs> so because even the, the guy Chuck Norris was fighting, I mean, he almost fell off the mat and Chuck kind of grabbed him and gave him a hug. Yeah, yeah, right on. And yeah. Oh, the guy that looked like he was fucking breathing hard before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mrs. Chan gets up there. She does, um, uh, I assume it was Kata, but like, mm-hmm. like really fast and she did it. I mean, the the women that they were showing earlier doing doing all that, and they were moving all super fast and everything, and jumping up and kicking. And she was up there moving all hell slow, and I like just barely barely did anything compared to what the ladies we just saw seconds ago do. I was like, all right, whatever. But she's one of the stars of the movie, so everyone's cheering for her. She goes sits down. Um, earlier, when Mr. Chan was or uh, Mr. Lee was there. Um, once they were ready, she goes, all right, well, I'll see you guys later. I got to go back and uh, run the restaurant. Then we'll be back by two. <laughs> so he's like, all right. So it's his turn. Two, two, it's like 2.30. And where is he? He comes running in uh, to do his. Uh, the, yeah, this is when we show Randy breaking the bricks. And then Mr. Lee, he comes running up. It's his turn uh, to do the bricks. Okay. Is it, go well, ahead. Fat, fast and loose with the rules again. That is a rule. You can't not be. You can't. You have to wear a gi or some kind of something, and all he has to see is, "I don't need a gi to break bricks." And the guy's just like, "Go ahead." Yeah, that would be disqualification right there. (laughs) Here he is, right up there, hat, uh, apron, everything. He just (laughs) left the restaurant and 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 came over here. And these announcer dudes, how fresh was that guy's mullet? And how raw did he think he looked in his uh, Don Johnson sports coat? So, I'm surprised they didn't go off on a little racial tangent with, with anything. But, I mean, they they were just as corny. Uh, they they kind of, you could tell they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Making references to the, the frying dragon name and the him wearing an apron. I was like, are you guys going to go there? But they, they didn't go there. No. Um, <laughs> I think someone at this one would have said something. But So Mr. Lee goes up there. He eyes it, gets one more brick, and he breaks it. Uh, now it's finally uh, Barry's his time to shine. All right. I liked how he started out with this. But, of course, this is a big daydream movie, so... All right, I'll let it slide. But man, I mean, I'll give it to this kid, man, Jonathan Brandis Barry. He went out there. He had uh, nunchucks. He was out there doing what he can. I could not. I don't even want to try that. I would knock myself out. With oh, sh- shout out to my brother Derek, man. 
got busting himself twice in the head with nunchucks full speed. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> never, never picked him up again after that. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I mean, they showed him training with him earlier during one of the montages. And I'm sure this young kid sat there and probably practiced, practiced, practiced. Because he was out there doing good. Flimming around. Next thing you know, he's got two of them. They're going all over the place, over the shoulder, under the arms, around the neck and the legs. And then he starts walking to the camera and then he fantasizes he's a, a ninja. Cue the stunt double. Yeah, doesn't even look like him. <laughs> and here he is a white ninja guy uh, in all white, just throwing it around, throwing in the kicks and the splits and, and all that. And then as he does his last move and then comes down and then we get out of daydream land and there's Barry standing there. I think he could have been, I thought he was doing good right from the get go, but yeah, again, he's got a daydream. This is how he looks to everyone. So, all right, I can let that slide. Um, finally, so he, he does good. Um, now we get to, uh, Chuck Norris and, uh, Kelly Stone are going to fight. So they're like, oh, Joe Piscopo, Kelly Stone, just pour him in it up again. Uh, they're all like, yeah, I'll kick your ass and see how tough you are. And then fucking Chuck Norris is just lighting him up. And then because he, he at one point he hits uh, Chuck Norris, hits Stone in, in the chest. And he kind of goes, Ugh! he takes it like, oh, yeah, that was nothing. And then he turns around the camera <laughs> oh, with this dumb look on his face. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't there like a little scene where like the the referee says go and then Chuck just comes on like full speed like pop 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 pop. Yeah, he just lit him up. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. You didn't say go, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So and then after he did that and stuff, they they were uh, sparring with uh, those gloves, not not boxing gloves, like the little karate glove things mm-hmm. so he took all those off took off his uh his top gi and then just started flexing all right right here <laughs> um at this time uh when when we first were introduced to joe piscopo on saturday night live he was just comedian and um i think it was muscle and fitness one of those muscle magazines we see we, we saw how joe piscopo man he was cut uh, and he was still cut in this movie because when he takes that off and then he starts, oh, he's all just greased up and everything. And, uh, he starts flexing like this, the 12 pack and, and everything is there. And then he's like, yeah, he goes running up at Chuck and Chuck's just looking at him. And then he goes running up at him and does his signature kick. And uh, Chuck Norris hits stone in the face. I was like, oh, I mean, even now, the first time I saw this and even watching it now, he kicks him in the face and then he goes head over heels in the air. And whoa, obviously <laughs> he's, he's, he's obviously on something because his body is just spinning in the air. Like, wow. Wow. And then she falls on the ground and his face is, oh, that hurt. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, he would have been disqualified for taking off the gloves and everything. But Chuck Norris didn't care. He just kicked his ass really quick. Uh, obviously, he wasn't too hurt because uh, we we finally get to the finals. And uh, it's Randy uh, going up against um, Barry. 
the Stone Dojo against the Frying Dragon. So Joe kind of, still over there, just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He kind of just tells them they they, they had to pick um, which which one they were gonna do, what what they were gonna compete against, and then Randy's like bricks, so we choose bricks. And yeah, Joe Piscopo's like we choose breaking. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, you just got your ass beat, and you're still thinking you're hot shit. So, <laughs> Barry's. Uh, Randy goes up there. He sets up. He sets up. He's ready. Getting in. Getting in stance. Ready. Wants one more brick. And the the the, the two announcers like, oh my god, he wants another brick. And I was like, oh god. Um, I assume these guys were talking, and everyone in there could hear them, but I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so so Randy's gearing up and he does it and then he goes in for the hit and breaks all of them. I think it was like nine. He breaks pretty much all of them except for the ninth one on the bottom. And he's like, oh, man, he's just shocked. And he goes down and uh, Kelly's like, man, you you said you were going to break it. You break it. And he's like just screaming and, and screaming at him. And then <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> everybody yeah. starts laughing <laughs> and then Barry gets up there and he's all like oh man well, well, well I, I don't know if I can do this because earlier Barry was trying during the montages when he was training he tried he could barely get through one uh, brick but then he finally ended up breaking one brick now he's got to go through nine and he's like oh my god I, I don't think I can do this like he was just so nervous and scared I can't do it I can't do it and Mr. Lee's like come on man you can do it and he goes, just just focus. So Barry's kind of like looking at it, and then Mr. Lee comes out with some. Uh, luckily, he had lighter fluid, and oh, squirts, yeah. <laughs> squirts it all over the uh, the bricks. And you know, damn well they probably wouldn't let him do that because that was a fire no, hazard right there. <laughs> yeah, you got to have all kinds of things in place if you're gonna, you know, just in case something happens. Yeah. And this guy just comes out and with the can of lighter fluid, like you said, just happened to have one, just lighting shit on fire. So these these blick bricks are flaming. Barry's looking at him, and then he just ah, and breaks all all nine of them, and it just falls into a uh, pile of uh, burning rubble. And yeah, he's all cheering. Winnie's screaming and hugging him. We see Kelly Stone and Randy standing there, and in slow motion, Kelly Stone just like slaps the back of uh, Randy's head. <laughs> so they're like, ah, they're all hugging and hugging. Winnie's all over Barry, and uh, so him smacking Randy in the back of the head is that like when Crease was trying to choke out Johnny? I guess. <laughs> so uh, we go outside. Uh, Chuck and Barry are sitting there, and Barry's like, "Hey, man, thanks, man. You, you're the best." And da 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 da. And Chuck's just been saying, "You know what? Yeah." He goes, "It was cool. It was, it was good to meet you. I'm glad we did this. We got to put Stone in this place, and uh, I'll see you around." <laughs> so, I, you know what? I kind of don't feel like they put Stone in this place. Uh uh-uh. uh Because he got his ass kicked, and he was still just like, "Yeah." Yeah, he was still talking shit. <laughs> Bricks so. didn't get broke. He's like, I could have done that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this guy will never learn. Because <laughs> this is what it says here on Wikipedia. After the tournament, Barry is seen talking to Norris, thanking him for his help. Norris vanishes, and in, and, and, it, and it is implied that Barry has found the strength 
to live his life without the need of his daydreams. Uh, before it fades to black, a uh, young boy finds uh, Barry's uh, Chuck Norris magazine and it's excited, and that's the end of the film. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, Barry and Chuck are standing there, and Chuck's like, yeah, I got to go. So it was really cool to meet you, and hey, man, you're the best. And uh, Barry kind of gets up and, and starts to walk away, and then he turns around, and Chuck's gone. So he looks around, doesn't see him, and he's just all happy. And he goes up and runs, sees Winnie and his uh, his dad and, and Mrs. Chan, and they go walking off. Um, then this little kid comes rolling up in a wheelchair, and he's like, oh, cool, or wow, or whatever the hell he said. And he picks up the uh, the Chuck Norris magazine. He kind of flips through it, and then he goes wheeling himself off, and that's your is this, movie. Is this a magical magazine or something? Is he going to start I, daydreaming? I, I Yes, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that, uh, that that was it. That's sidekicks. Um I don't know what the budget was for this film, but it did box office uh, $17 million. Yeah. A, damn, I mean, that, that's a lot. I'm sure Chuck did take a um, a big chunk of it. <laughs> to, to, well, to I mean, do you, you, think he, you think he did it on a discount because it was his brother making the movie? Yeah, but then again, he, he is one of the producers as well. So oh, yeah, extra check. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a million dollars, I'll only take a five hundred thousand. But I want a cut of the box office, so I'm sure he made out uh, more that way. But I mean, overall, this movie it is goofy and everything, but it is. Um, would you would you put this in the cult status film? Yeah, because um, I when I had posted I was watching this, I got. There was quite a few people like, oh, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. I loved it when I was a kid. I need to rewatch this. So I would definitely put this in the cult. Yeah, I mean, if you grew up in this era, if you were a young kid uh, when this came out in 92, I was already an old man by then. But um, I enjoyed it because I, I, I love Chuck Norris. And that was kind of the only reason I, I watched it. I, I had seen this boy and everything. I think um, I think this was before he did It, which... I think so, or maybe it was after. I don't remember. But anyway. It was before. Okay. He had did Neverending Story 2, Ladybugs, then Sidekicks, and then after that was, or before that was it, actually. He was I in Pet Lady- Cemetery. He did a voiceover in the beginning. He did? That's what it says here. Stepfather 2. Uh, I saw the first one. Oh, Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ladybugs was the first movie I had seen him in yeah I think uh, he was kind of after Never Ending Story 2 and Ladybugs because I, I remember they, they played those movies on TV like constantly and then he was on that one uh, hit TV show what was it uh, The Sequest yeah it was him and uh, Roy Scheider yeah wrote so. it from Jaws <laughs> He was kind of he was kind of riding a success there. So yeah, I yeah. Think at, at that time, if you weren't a fan of Chuck Norris, then you probably had seen a few of Jonathan Brandis's movies. So either way, somebody was watching this. Yeah, I mean, he did. He had he was having a career uh, when his younger years, but then I think as he got older, his roles were just starting to to wean out, and then. I mean, this this isn't a story that 
that hasn't been told before. I mean, you fall into uh, the depression of being a big actor and then slowly not getting roles anymore. And uh, he ended up taking his own life. And it's, it's a sad story. He was only 27. And um, I remember yes. when, I, when I heard that, I was like, what, really? I, I was like, oh, my God. I was, yeah, and it's, it's said here his depression, I think it's basically became worse because he was supposed to be or he was in that movie, that Bruce Willis movie, Hearts War. And they thought that that role would help revive his career, but was significantly reduced in the film's final cut. And be, Brandis began drinking heavily after that. Yeah, I mean, but he had done uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he had passed in uh, two thousand three. Um, what was the last thing? Uh, Oh, I mean, the last thing here that came out was uh, Bad Girls from Valley High. But they, from looking at this, they said they filmed it in, in 2000, but they must have sat on it for a while. But um, I I think uh, only his earlier things. I didn't, I didn't see the stuff when he was older. I never yeah. even seen Hearts War. Last I know thing I seen is. him in was Outside Providence. I didn't even see that. I think the last thing I seen him in was Sidekicks, this movie. Oh, no, well, uh, when was Sequest? Sequest was... Um, Sequest... 93, 96. So I I think that was probably the last thing that I had seen him in. I think that was the only reason I watched Sequest is because he was in it. Um, Yeah, that that was the last thing that I had seen him in. And then I found out later that he, he had... He had taken his own life, and I was like, oh, man. So, But, I mean, he left us with a lot of good things to watch. I mean, my favorite movie of his was Ladybugs. I mean, that was yeah. when I was introduced to him. That's uh, definitely that a, a cult classic. Yeah, that movie's <laughs> Because I don't think you can make that movie nowadays either. Oh, no. <laughs> we got, got young Jack A uh, after the 227 and... um. That one feels advice. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is funny. The scene in Ladybugs where they're in the dressing room and oh. that lady's listening, and he was like, I know it's tight, but you'll get used to it. My favorite part <laughs> is when uh, Rodney's in the bar. Yeah, this it, it stars uh, the late and great Rodney Dangerfield, and now he could not be around today with the, the jokes he had. Ooh, but anyway, ooh. different times, everyone. <laughs> when he was in the bar, and the the bar the the barkeep was like, hey man, what's your problem? He goes, well, I got my girlfriend's uh, son and made him dress up like a girl and play with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh man, oh, that movie's hilarious. It's it's streaming on Prime, everyone. If you guys haven't seen Ladybugs, it's it's a funny movie. Well, you might yeah, have they, to do they that can't one make in the future. Yeah, they they can't make that today. Oh, sorry. Um, do you have a YouTube Red Premium or whatever the hell it's called? Not since uh, Cobra Kai season one. All right. Um, was this your pick? Yeah. All right. I mean, everyone, if you guys uh, if you guys have Prime Sidekicks is streaming on there. Uh, also, it's streaming on YouTube. Uh, somebody put it up there. It, it's a good copy, so you can definitely uh. Check it out. And um, also, it is on Tubi for free. Yeah. Commercials and all. 
Um, you know what? This next one's my pick. We're gonna do Ladybugs. I nice. just looked, and it's on Prime. So uh, we're, we're gonna do that. That was what ninety two one oh, ninety one. I think. I think it was right before this. Yeah. Uh, so we are, we're guess we're continuing with our Jonathan Brandis retrospective. Yeah, we're gonna do <laughs> Ladybugs. I have not seen this movie, and I just picked it up on Blu-ray too. I have not seen it on forever, so but um, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the next stream uh, stream fiends, everyone. <laughs> so all I know is I got a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rodney, I think we'll have to tackle back to school at some point too. But yeah, for some reason, that's what Lance thought we were doing for our back to school commentary. <laughs> I was like, no, we're doing a movie for back to school, not back to school. <laughs> Oh man, I don't even have Showtime, so I guess I couldn't have been on uh, on that one for uh, the faculty. But um, yeah, that was Sidekicks, everyone, and uh, come back next week when we tackle. Uh, it says ninety two here, ninety uh, two's uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Jonathan Brandis classic Ladybugs. Uh, as far as E Society, we just got to sit down and record our, our next episode. So just look forward to that and. Um, I know people have been bugging me about uh, ESP Skate Society. I got one. Uh, I got to put it together. <laughs> so sorry, everyone. I just been caught up with life and everything, but I haven't stopped. I still got more uh, skate videos to come for you guys, and uh, that's about it. So again, everyone, thank you for listening. And uh, what do you guys got coming? Uh, of course, by time. Uh this comes out we've already had our back to school commentary not the movie but a movie for back to school which was the faculty and spoilers uh, movie didn't quite hold up for all of us but check it out anyways uh of course uh, next episode we got don't breathe two and i paired that up with uh, panic room uh, action returns we got uh what do we got nobody Bob Odenkirk. We got that one still coming and uh, we got some uh, bonus reviews that I am going to speak to Nez about because uh, I got a couple of emails requesting for us to do them. So definitely right. we're going to have some stuff coming. Yeah, everyone just uh, be patient. <laughs> so it's coming, it's coming. So until next time, everyone, just be safe out there and uh, we'll see you guys next time. So until then, party on. Make sure you wear your mask. That way everybody will stay safe.